Hello, and welcome to another Sports Next Door podcast. My name is Owen. Today is Sunday, November 13th, and I am joined, as I always am, by my neighbor Max. How's it going, my friend? Rigid made a rookie Montreal mistake and uh, left the window open in November as I departed the premise for the weekend. And uh, I, I also underdressed for it. Like it was 10 degrees or something when I left on the Friday. And then when my train pulled in, it was something like zero. Feels like minus one, two. And I was like, yeah. all right, I've got my gloves. I've got my hoodie. Throw my hoodie up. Keep warm. Walk at a good pace and make it home got into the building was like nice that wasn't bad at all and then got into my room and was like ah shit so it's been Sounds a lot of time dreadful. under yeah. the covers since then uh, and we got our warmest socks on i just can't commit to the sweater yet though how are you doing not bad we got our first snowfall here mm. today yeah that was that was an adventure got the snow tires on though so all good on that front Getting used to the new car, it was a little bit of an adventure with the uh, less visibility. And yes, we're just getting started. Especially when you're holding your breath every time the car operates. That's still uh, this early into it, I imagine. <laughs> exactly. And with my luck this summer, yes. we, we all know my adventures with, with vehicles so far. So yeah, uh, holding my breath, but things are good was able to get home in time catch the end of the week 10 slate of the nfl yeah just keeping things rolling here towards november we are now believe it or not two weeks away from american thanksgiving and then a month after that is christmas and so we are hurtling towards uh the holiday season and the sports are great that time of year um but I think a much needed one. It's been a while since since we've had some good rest and hopefully you and I can link up during that time as well. We could get to our first ever in-person pod two years two into years the later. podcast uh, as of sometime late November. We'll have to figure out what that date is before we get too close to it. Good to have something to look forward to um, as it gets colder, as it gets darker. Things just, the mood sours a little bit. And it's 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 scientific, uh, but also just the lack of daylight and and the crappier weather and the colder conditions. Make sure you uh, take care of yourselves as we head into this this colder winter season. And hopefully, we can be the podcast that you turn on and have a couple chuckles and have a couple outraged uh, spoken moments with whatever is happening. And and we just keep things rolling here. Should be a quick, pretty quick one tonight. Uh, as we got NFL, we got a tiny bit of basketball, a tiny bit of hockey. Max, I don't think, I I mean, I saw the results of UFC. I'm not sure if you got to take that in. I saw the knockout. Yeah, we may touch on that. What do you have any thoughts on on the Pereira Izzy fight there? It's, it's a lot of regurgitations of common wisdom. I'm like nothing lasts forever. Every every rain comes to an end. That that's something you. I entered the sport as a fan with being embedded, like with guys like Anderson Silva. Uh, he especially comes to mind. You've in the light heavyweight division, that very much true. Uh, kind of got it a bit more firsthand with Stipe. Uh, that had also kind of been hammered into the featherweight division. Um, but this year with Usman and Izzy, we've seen. It's been the first generation of fighters who came up as prospects as I was a fan, 
became champions, had a solid reign, and now have been dethroned from that reign. And the other is just you never know with MMA. Uh, when a basketball game, you're up 20 points uh, in the fourth quarter, unless it's the Mavericks, you're pretty safe. In a hockey game, if you're up three in the third period, unless it's the Leafs, you're pretty safe. If it's the NFL and you're up 20-something points, unless you're playing against Brady of five years ago, you're pretty safe. But in MMA, there's no guarantees. And uh, that is what makes the sport so electric. Also, I don't know if you know the backstory between these two fighters yeah they come from another uh company right and kickboxing and yeah Herrera has knocked izzy out twice yeah one well twice oh. now but yeah. izzy's two Medium. losses in yeah. kickboxing came to this guy so he goes to mma becomes one of the greatest fighters ever in mma and then gets knocked out by the same guy it's funny, I, I was seeing some other comments that he, he doesn't know how to win, but he does know how to lose. And it puts you in a really weird spot as a fan where like, when he wins, you kind of hate him. But then you lose and you, there's no pleasure in it. Like he's just such a good sport and gentleman about it and takes it in a way where you can't help but root for him to come back stronger. Uh, yeah, the, the knockout itself was terrifying. And fantastic and after watching a couple of times i thought the stoppage came at just the right time where it, more damage was 90 percent likely to occur especially know the fighters when you're stopping it and I, I think Pereira would have just kept going with that and the ref really saved him and i think izzy knew that as well uh, he joked about like bring back the old refs who used to just let fighters go out on their shield and suffer brain damage but yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it before I hand the reins for the rest of this podcast over to you. Nothing particular. Pereira's uh, walk-in, the the mask he was wearing, I found incredibly frightening and intimidating. Mm -hmm. That was one of the main things of my takeaway. And yeah, an impressive showing. And I guess, do you think he'll have a long run at the top? Or do you think it's just a matchup thing against Izzy? It is fascinating because every middleweight in the top 15 who knows how to shoot a takedown uh just started salivating like maybe i can become champion because this guy is 35 years old very late to mma and very new in mma if it wasn't for the that dynamic between him and izzy uh, and the way izzy had just cleaned out the top of the middleweight division there was no way he gets a title shot uh at the same time izzy gets the immediate rematch if he wants it i think he said he wants to take some time to deal with some health st health stuff but i can name you five middleweights who's grappling level a serious problem at Pereira. but every fight starts on the feet and uh don't underestimate this far into mma what of good coaches with a full training camp can do to teach their fighter how to avoid the ground game and how to stay safe in that and as we saw he can still win a fight in the fifth round. So as long as he's not up against a super dangerous submission guy, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. But yeah, uh, Whitaker, Vittori, Kamzat, if he gets there, all eyeing him. I think I saw tweets from all of them. Very, very interesting. And uh, a, a fun Saturday night rolls into a great Sunday football slate here as we enter the football fan cave week 10. Nice and early in the morning. 
across the pond in Germany, the first regular season football game in Germany, announces the potential return of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the NFL Ooh. here. Big win for them against a Seahawks team that everyone was quite high on. I had their Seahawks defense and Geno Smith this week with some of my other fantasy players on a bye. And and the Bucks did a good job having some long drives. They finally brought in Rashad White to be their lead running back on first and second down, a rookie, and they had just stuck with Fournette, who is a great runner in his own right, but White just a little bit more dynamic of a playmaker at this point in his career. They gave him more touches. He shone. They finally were able to run the ball over 100 yards, first time they'd done that since week one, and then they had Fournette in there for those shorter yardage carries. Uh, he did get a touchdown in this game, and, and the Buccaneers able to drive the ball, make some key plays, and their defense played really, really well. Uh, Seahawks get in it late uh, with the help of one of the worst trick play executions you've ever seen in a football game for net tossing just an absolute balloon up there for Tariq Woolen in coverage against Tom Brady. <laughs> Picks off the pass. Um, Seahawks bring it close, but Bucks get a late stop and, and kneel it out for a win. They're now 5-5. Five and five. Uh, in the NFC South, which is basically running away with the division, and, and I think it was uh, six and six. They moved. They made their move the year they won. So similar spot, and de you definitely don't ever want to play Brady in the playoffs. Uh, the Bucks team doesn't feel as dangerous in the past, but their defense has been solid, and the and the offensive players are starting to get healthier. So it'll be very very interesting to see if they can put a bit of a run together here now getting into the late stretch of the season shout out to the crowd in in uh, munich a lot of activity the pints were gigantic max it was not your normal size beer These oh, i were think those are steins flagons. Not, yeah those yeah. sound like steins not pints yeah steins of beer uh the wave chanting uh singing country roads take me home <laughs> it was it was an electric crowd and just all the proof that that sport is growing all over the world and, and there's more opportunity there for the NFL already the largest franchise in North America to just continue to make bank on, on European markets. But um, yeah, a really fun game and it kicks off a great Sunday, which had two of the top games we've had so far this season. Um, I'll run through some of the others quickly. The Dolphins offense keeps rolling as they get a win against Cleveland. The Detroit Lions edge out the Bears by one point. They're now on a two-game winning streak uh, against teams in their division, too. Uh, the Giants take care of business against the Texans. They are 7-2 and two, and now mm -hmm. jump ahead of the Dallas Cowboys, who we'll get to in a sec, and the Denver Broncos get a touchdown off of a broken play from Tennessee. But besides that, no offensive generation from this team. Cortland Sutton had to make a one-handed catch with 85% of his body lying face down in the ground <laughs> and just to move the ball for this team. And the Broncos score three points besides that one touchdown play. And, and they lose to the Titans just so bad. But we don't want to talk about the bad stuff. We want to talk about the good stuff. And we got the best game of the season, Max, the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. Who's good? <laughs> Who's good? The Vikings are good, man. People were calling them frauds, and they went out and proved that they belong in this game against the obviously Super Bowl favorite heading into the season, Bills, who are now 6-3 and three and have lost two games in a row uh, in tight, break, heartbreaking fashion. 
Kirk Cousins did not look good early in this game, throwing two interceptions, but they late get a big drive. Justin Jefferson with one of the best catches you will ever see. Fourth down, Kirk airs it out. Bill's player jumps up, free interception, and Jefferson leans back like Odell, one hand in between the two defend in between the defender's two outstretched hands and snatches it away from him, falling backwards to preserve the possession. Vikings get all the way down to the goal line. Fourth down, try to sneak it in, and Kirk Cousins is stopped on fourth down on the goal line. So then the Bills have to take over possession uh, and, and just try to get enough space so they can actually kneel it out and not take a safety. And Josh Allen on the sneak from their one-yard line fumbles. Vikings wow. recover it for a touchdown uh, and take the lead late in the game. But then Josh Allen drives the Bills down the field. They get the game-tying field goal and it goes into overtime. So already hectic. Uh, and then the Vikings win the toss. They get down, kick a field goal to go up. And Allen, looking deep to the end zone, gets picked off by Patrick Peterson uh, to seal it. And, and the Vikings get a massive win, and they are 8-1. and one. Uh, And right behind the Eagles there, who play tomorrow night in Washington, being right there in the one seed for the NFC race. I will then, be picking the Eagles, so chalk that up on my Monday night picks. <laughs> and the knock on the Vikings was they hadn't faced real competition yet, eh? Exactly. That man, the Eagles both, but Vikings now with a massive win here against the, the front-running Bills. They are very much in the picture. Late afternoon game, Packers and Cowboys. Another really exciting game. Cowboys up 28-14 to 14 with 21 unanswered points, and we get a little bit of Aaron Rodgers' magic. Uh, he hooks up with Christian Watson three times in this game. The Packers tie the game late, get a stop. They almost had the chance to, uh, to win it in regulation, but unable to convert on fourth down. This game also goes to overtime. Cowboys doing a good job moving the ball when they received first. And fourth and four in field goal range, manageable field goal range too. They decide to go for it instead. Destroyed my fantasy night because I wanted the Cowboys kicker to get five points there on the field goal. Instead, they go for it. Uh, they get stopped. McCarthy spikes his headset and, and the Packers get a big play out of Alan Lazard down the middle. Uh, they just get to kneel it into position and kick a short field goal to take the comeback win in Lambeau. And uh, that's wow. a tough loss for the Cowboys who are up 14 uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter and a big win for the Packers to reset their season because now obviously Vikings running away but uh, wild card spot still very much up for grabs in the NFC um, because it is just those two top teams and everyone else is muddled around that 500 spot so Packers save their season tonight with a big win uh, and, and we'll see what happens uh, as as we move along here. Finally, got to touch on it because it was one of the main stories on Thursday. Colts hiring Jeff Saturday, ESPN analyst and never head coach at the NFL level. Of course, what does he do? He goes and wins his first game against the Vegas Raiders. Unbelievable stuff to say the least. That is going to be a big talking point tomorrow because now anyone who's unqualified for a job, just go for it. You'll be great. <laughs> Trust me. Fantasy MVP for this week, tight end Cole Komet. 
uh, two touchdowns from Justin Fields, one of them for 50 yards and, and a tight end position, always immensely valuable with not a ton of production there, unless you have Travis Kelsey. So Cole Komet putting up over 20 points this week is massive for fantasy owners. So fantasy MVP Cole Komet this week, that's going to do it for the football fan cave. Hold up. We've, we've just got to acknowledge that uh, you missed your pick on Thursday. The Panthers took it over the Falcons. Didn't think you could squeak that one out. And uh, we'll check in on Monday how the 8-0 Eagles Owen has picked did over the 4-5 and five Commanders. All right, you can take it back now. All right, we're going to talk basketball now. The Raptors. Back down to 500 with back-to-back losses against Oklahoma City and Indiana. Not great losses to say the least. Teams you should be beating. I think though we have to give them the, the we have to let them off the hook because sounds like there is a flu bug going around the locker room um, and tough in a back to back when you're battling a sickness to to put forth your best effort. Obviously, they were up by eight points going in and got blown out by Indiana in that fourth quarter. Really frustrating. And Tyrese Halliburton looked great. Indiana and OKC. Two teams where Raptors are better as a team, but in that game, both those guys, both those teams had the best guy in that game, right? Shea Gilgis Alexander, such a phenomenal player to watch. Um, so crafty. He didn't have an offensive explosion against the Raptors, but move the ball around and OKC cannot miss as of late. They put up 145 against the Knicks this afternoon. Uh, that team's on fire offensively, just shooting it. But uh, then the next game, Tyrese Halliburton taking over late for Indiana. And just Scotty's not given enough. Gary mm-hmm. Trent's not given enough. OG's playing fantastic defense. But when Pascal's out, he needs to do a little bit more offensively. And and Fred, I think, sick and a bit of an injury. Just Raptors team has to battle through it. And hopefully they they all get a little bit healthier in time for tomorrow's game but bad stretch as of late. You needed to take those games. Having the Siakam injury at a point in the schedule like this where these are winnable games without your best player uh, is a bit of a double-edged sword where you have have the chance to keep your team on pace for where they were pre-injury. But if you lose these games, even when you have a full team, you're going to have an uphill battle every step of the way through the season. And uh, with so much strength in the top mid sections of the Eastern Conference, you just can't count on these teams to have slumps that are going to get you back into it. And yeah, yeah, I I think with Scotty, we're seeing that he just, just, we let our hype get a little too high. He, He, he needs a solid structure and system around him uh, to do. And when you take some of the strength out of that system and try and count on him for too much, he's not there yet as a player. Yep. Another winnable game against the Pistons tomorrow night. Although, you what know, are we like Dwayne... six, seven straight losses against them? Yeah. Dwayne Casey has our number. So, Raptors fans, this one, uh, clench your sphincters going into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving along here. Talking hockey to finish up the Leafs, uh, a team that doesn't like to start on time. Decent outing against Pittsburgh, tough loss there. Didn't couldn't couldn't close the door, but then a, a really bad start <laughs> against the Vancouver Canucks. Go down two nothing. This is a team that consistently 
doesn't get into the right headspace. They always think the game time start is 10 minutes after the game has actually begun. It happens too often, and it's happened for too many years now for it to be a coincidence. So I wonder if it's a Toronto thing, <laughs> traffic or media attention or what what you might have it, but I don't know. We need to get a shaman in or something like that to to clean out the air in the locker room. Just like I'm not even asking for all of the other voodoo involved with this team. Just get them to start on time. That might just be it. The third period collapses are beyond human yeah. intervention, but maybe something can be done about this. We're exactly. asking too much of them in the second period otherwise. Luckily, though, they're playing the one team that hates winning more than the Leafs do, <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks, the masters of blowing leads so far this year, and they cough up the two-goal lead. Uh, Leafs take them down, and and they continue to roll here, playing 500 hockey, but just hanging in there, and, and you know this team, they always do. They'll get hot at some point. I worry about the goaltending, but this team at some point will have a month where they win 10 games or get 18 to 20 points and, and start to pull themselves towards the, the front of the pack. But for now they're, they're hanging in the middle and that's the thing with hockey is that there's parody, but I'm just looking for some more there at the Leafs. I will say though, we we've been less than cursed with a very scary top of the Atlantic division with the Panthers, the Lightning and the Bruins giving us trouble. But other than that, we've had a pretty easy run of it. And that's kind of guaranteed us a playoff spot. And the Detroit Wet Red Wings starting the season alarmingly well. Ottawa Senators have fallen off. They had like a seven-game winless streak. So I, I thought this might be the season for them after they managed to get through their first five games pretty well. Uh, they don't seem to quite be there yet. The Habs actually doing better than them, a team I have less confidence in. So yeah, I, I think we it's tough to win those matchups against the top teams in the playoffs, but we've had the playoff spot due to a mediocre to bad middle and bottom of the division and those days are numbered i think although the lightning may be dropping off the bruins may be dropping off in time to make that up the bruins certainly not this year top of the division <laughs> doesn't appear to be lightning up for nothing on the capitals right now so they'll they'll jump right back into the mix here and and obviously florida's hanging right with it um the sabers who got off to a quick start have faltered now lost five in a row but really the story of this early nhl season max is the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Nine game winning streak. They are currently on 12 and three for 24 points and a plus 17 goal differential. Are we finally seeing all of those early round picks finally starting to coalesce? There, there have been so many signings and picks that catch my attention and year, and then you see no results on them that I can't even keep track of who they all were and what this roster looks like. But wow. Yeah, Vanacek was a great pickup for them in the offseason. And then their young guys, Hughes, Heischer, Brat, uh, are really starting to to come together and play to the level everyone expected them to be at coming into the league. And then 
teased at the time, but Dougie Hamilton is a is a really solid defenseman who moves the puck, and, and this Devils team is playing with a lot of speed and energy, and and they're flying up and down the ice, and and they're they've moved themselves to the top of a pretty competitive Metro Division. So it'll be fascinating to see if they can keep this pace up, or if they are kind of in the same league as the Sabers, where they are the hair getting out of the gate fast, but won't be able to sustain for eighty two game season. Think about uh, the Flyers with that. A couple seasons ago, they had like a ridiculous one with the talents there, but it's not consistent. And uh, we can relate to that plenty. Yeah. yeah. Well, Flyers did it again this year, had a hot yeah. start, but they've now lost three in a row and are sliding down the rankings there. Yeah. I, I think we're around the 15, 16 game mark for most teams, 30. And I think we'll have a pretty clear picture of who's in it for real this season. Yeah, I, I think also with basketball, looking forward to around the 20 game mark to we can start to do our mid-season check-ins around the leagues. Looking forward to that, but we'll keep it short today and, and call it off for this one. Max has got to go uh, sleep off a, a busy weekend of travel and, and hanging out. And yes. uh, I've got I've to rest up as well because we're just going to get busy here as as the season gets closer to the holidays lots of extracurricular activities beyond work and school that has to happen i hope max you've got your shopping list crafted maybe a little early for that but it's it's on my mind now yeah i've seen a lot of ads on tv like our these are our sales and they're not dropping come black friday so get after them now it's not getting any cheaper uh, so why not? Exactly. Christmas decorations are going up tonight after Blast. this. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Wait till December 1st. No. That's 100% your mother's fault. I had the... No, I actually... I've been on it early this year. I had the music go on November 1st. It's Wow. You, you're out doing... That's a lot of trauma I don't think I, I want to tap into. I need the holidays this year. I'm just really feeling it. Well... I, I guess to each their own. <laughs> yep. yep. Not hurting anyone. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Please, 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 for the love of God, wait till December 1st to start playing holiday music. And it, I mean that more sincerely than anything else I've said on this podcast today or this month. Sports Next Door signing out.